12 months is a big transition time. Your baby is one what? So if you're wondering what changes with nutrition and feeding right around their first birthday, we're going to cover it today. I'm Casey Barnes. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist, and I'm the dietitian for all things toddler. This is my specialty. I've worked with hundreds of families with toddlers. I've studied toddler development, and I have a three and six-year-old, so, you know, I've been through it myself. And just in case you're wondering, when they turn one, yes, they are officially classified as a toddler. So you only get those first 12 months with your baby, and then they're into toddlerhood. I am going to chat today about what we're doing at 12 months, what looks different, and right around this phase in time. This is Feeding Toddlers Made Easy, and you can call into the podcast voicemail anytime to ask your question for a chance for me to answer it on a future episode. You can get all those details at the show notes. And before we hop in, make sure to hit subscribe on the podcast so we can hang out next week too. Melissa called in for this week's question. Let's hear it. Hi, my name's Melissa Ferguson. My son, Titus, just turned one last week, and I was curious, how necessary is food before one and right after one? My son is pretty much a grazer and doesn't really eat a whole lot. He's interested in food, but he doesn't actually swallow much. Is this normal for 12 months? I was just curious. Thanks. How necessary are solids at this age? Right before one and once they turn one, we're going to talk about that. Then I'll talk about what a typical day would look like right around 12 months and the months thereafter. So incorporating solids with three meals a day really is your goal when they are 12 months old. Many of you will be doing three meals before they turn one, but if you haven't yet, Now is the time. At 12 months, again, they are officially a toddler. So we're really starting that transition away from babyhood and starting to eat more like a kid. There's four reasons why it's really important for baby to already be well-established on solids before they hit 12 months old. Number one is really about the allergen introduction and continued exposure because that can prevent food allergies. There's lots of studies on it now, and it doesn't have to be like a lot of these top allergenic foods, you know, every single day, but it's not like you can just introduce peanut butter one time and then you're done. About three times a week is really what you're aiming for, for the best shot at preventing an allergy. But if you're like, Casey... I just don't know that I can keep up with that for all these top allergens. I don't even know what all the top allergens are. Then I would recommend checking out Spoonful One. It's a product that I will link it in the show notes, but they have mix-ins, they have puffs, they have little oat crackers, and that provides exposure to 16 of the most common food allergens. So it's a really easy way to get it in without like having to worry about all the logistics of it. But it's research supported whether you want to use Spoonful One or just be mindful of what you're incorporating into their diet. The diversity and doing it early is very important. We also know that less diversity of food by 12 months old is associated with a greater risk of asthma and eczema. So before they're one, 
you really do want to make sure that you're incorporating a good variety of foods into their diet. Now, my reason number three is that some research points to late introduction of solids contributing to picky eating. So being late in moving beyond purees especially, and I've personally seen this with clients who get stuck on purees for too long. I feel like I should have titled this episode, like, what to do before they turn one? <laughs> because if you're already there, you're going to be like, I might not have done all these things already. It's okay. I just want you to be aware of, like, where we ideally want them to be at this point, but you can start now if you feel like you're a little bit delayed in any of this. It's okay to start wherever you are. Reason number four on why I want them well-established on solids is because it is hard for them to get all the calories and nutrients they need if their diet is still primarily formula or breast milk or some combination at this point. This is not a knock against breastfeeding at all. It's just something to consider that a one-year-old will need supplemental nutrition beyond nursing. In her question, Melissa had asked about amounts because she said that her little one is interested in food and will put it in his mouth, but she doesn't know how much he's actually swallowing. And so it totally makes sense to be concerned or worried about, like, not knowing if they're actually getting enough. If you have any feeling that, like, they're having difficulty swallowing or difficulty chewing, then I would for sure mention that to the pediatrician. If you're like, you know, something's just not quite right, then it's definitely worth getting it looked at. But if you feel like they're progressing just fine with it, you just can't tell how much they're eating, that's pretty normal. So when we look at amounts of food, you know, I first would say, let's look at how much formula or breast milk they're getting. I do want them to transition off the bottle around 12 months is when you want to start thinking about that. The American Academy of Pediatrics wants bottles gone when they are 12 months. And, you know, we really do want them moving more towards that solid food diet, but I get that it's not going to happen right at 12 months for everybody. That being said, say they're still getting around 25 to 30 ounces of formula and or breast milk they're only going to need about 300 to 400 calories from food. It's going to be different for every kid, but that's kind of a ballpark range. So if we're splitting that into three meals, that's a little over 100 calories per meal. So say they eat like a quarter of a peanut butter sandwich, they've hit that meal's calorie need. So it's very possible that with a couple bites, they are getting what we need. We can really drive ourselves crazy in trying to figure out how much, like, are they getting enough? But the main thing is you offering those regular meals and then them deciding how much they're going to eat. And if you're providing enough opportunities and they're growing well, then you know that they're getting enough. So even if they're not getting that much formula anymore or not that much breast milk, or you've weaned, or they've switched to regular milk already, it's still common for them to have meals where they don't eat a ton. There's no set portion size that you can always count on them eating. You can only count on it being unpredictable. I'm serious. Like, literally, that's the only thing you can count on. So don't feel like you have to make them eat more at a meal if it seems like not that much food when they're done eating. At 12 months, how much food do they need overall? 
it's going to be around a thousand calories a day, but you don't need to do a calorie count or anything like that on them. But to demonstrate to you why they really do need food at this point is if they were getting 45 ounces of breast milk or formula, because they have the same calories per ounce, breast milk and formula, they would get 900 calories that would be with no food, okay? But that's 45 ounces. That's a lot. That's more than probably 99% of you are giving your kids. And that still wouldn't quite hit that calorie need that they have each day. So food is necessary to fill that gap, but it's going to depend on how much breast milk or formula they're still on. The amount of food will vary. If you are breastfeeding, the choice is yours. At 12 months, if you're still nursing, you can wean, you can continue. It's really up to you. Formula, we do want to really start thinking about dropping those bottles. I have a post on this and I will link it in the show notes for you. So what would an ideal daily schedule look like for a 12-month-old in terms of feeding and napping? It's going to vary depending on if you're still on two naps or one nap, nursing, no nursing. I have sample schedules for you in the show notes for this episode because it's going to be way easier for you to look at it than for me to read it all out, especially given the different scenarios. If you're on two naps versus one, if you're nursing, if you're not, but I'll tell you what you're moving towards. So the best toddler feeding schedule is going to have three meals and two snacks. Milk will be served with meals in a cup. We are going to be saying goodbye to those morning bottles or nighttime bedtime bottles, and we want to move it towards being with their meals. There's a few reasons for this, but one is that they actually do absorb the nutrients better if you're doing milk with their meal versus on its own. And then the other thing, too, is like I see so many kids who get really stuck on loving their cup of milk and they don't want to eat. They're preferring that over foods. They get picky. And so I really like to just get it into the routine of having it along with a meal. Then you're aiming for about two to three hours in between meals and snacks. More often than that is not good for them and it will kind of ruin their appetite. If you go much longer, they're going to have a hard time making it to the next meal. Sometimes. Of course, there's always those days where they seem to survive on air. But as a general rule, we want to have it set to be about two to three hours in between those meals and snacks. How much they actually eat at each of these occasions is up to them. It will vary considerably. I feel like I just need to say that 1,000 times because it is not predictable and it is frustrating as heck sometimes, but that's just the toddler life. If you're wondering about the schedule itself, like what time do you recommend these things happening, then I want you to hop over to the show notes for this episode and I will detail it out for you there. If you need ideas on what to feed them to make sure they get good nutrition and enough to eat and you really want to start focusing more on solids and finger foods, visit my shop to grab the meal bundle. It has easy toddler breakfast, lunch, and dinner guides in there. And I will link that for you, of course, in the show notes. Susan M. purchased the lunch and dinner guides before the breakfast one came out because that one was a little more recent. And 
I just had to share what she said because it made me feel so good. She said, I just wanted to say thank you so much for your awesome real life meal plans. I've spent hundreds of dollars on so-called easy, quick, every kid will love meal plans and cookbooks just to end up spending way too much time in the kitchen listening to my kid complain that she didn't like the food anyway. I swore I was never going to buy any plans or books again, but I decided to give your dinner and lunch plans a try and it was the best $20 I ever spent. Easy to follow instructions, and my picky eater and her almost as picky little sister loved the food. You're awesome. P.S. My husband and I ate the same meals, so they definitely work well for the whole family. Thank you so much for the kind words, Susan. I always love hearing from y'all because I do all this to make feeding your kids easier, so it brings me the greatest joy to know that my resources are helpful to you. Next week, I am so excited. I'm going to have Mr. Chaz on. He'll be my first guest on the podcast ever. If you aren't familiar with him, you've got to check him out on Instagram or TikTok. He's Mr. Chaz with two Zs. He shares like total light bulb moments on parenting and he keeps it real, which I love. And he's not afraid to talk about the hard stuff. So I asked him to come on and talk to me about toddler communication. I know, especially with your one or two-year-old who's not yet verbal or only starting to talk, It can be really hard to know how much they're really understanding or how to explain things to them. So he's going to give us some great tips on that. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss it next week. And I will talk to you then. 